What's going on? I'm Sebastian Fishmatherin, a Floridian student, and you're listening to At Sea with Seabass, a podcast where we attack current events and societal issues. Enjoy. All right, so what's up? Uh, I'm with Gabby Faria. Faria. Faria, yeah. Always get that messed up because there's like so many different ones. There's so many different like. Yeah, I know, but it's okay. (laughs) Okay, cool. So yeah, like, what do you what do you do? Like, what is your thing? Um, probably, like, mental health and, like, bio, like, bio and, like, neuroscience, my two favorite things in the world. I love it. I think we, we talked before about, like, uh, just mental health and, yeah. and stuff like that, which is a pretty cool conversation. But now I sort of have, like, a lot of questions, first of all, okay. uh, on um, some of these, like, dreaming abnormalities that are, like, super interesting to me. I want to split it into, like three different ones yeah uh, so so the first one being lucid dreaming and okay then, and then the second one being sleepwalking and the third one being uh, sleep paralysis okay uh, and so we can just go in order of those so so first off like what is lucid dreaming and like your definition okay it's basically just like when you're conscious during a dream okay like do you have control over over these kinds of like things that are happening during the lucid dream i have watched so many videos on like lucid dreaming and stuff like that and like i think that like you technically do they can gain like some control but like i don't think they can gain all of it does that make sense like have you ever heard of like shifting like i don't know if they're similar but i don't know when i think of lucid dreaming i kind of think of shifting but i think they're like just two completely different things Oh, okay. So, <laughs> yeah. so like wait, wait, can you give me an insight? What is what is shifting? You know how we have like, you know, parallel universes and stuff like that. It's basically just like the law of attraction in a sense. Like it's kind of a form of like manifestation, at least at least in the, like my perspective. Um, so basically what you could do is like you could script like something. So for example, if you want to go to Hogwarts, you know, in Harry Potter, like and you script it and then you say like, Oh, if I clap my hands twice, then I'm gonna come back you know, to, like, my reality, and so you'll meditate, you'll, you know, go to sleep, and as, you know, a whole little process occurs, and then um, you shift, and you can shift for, like, months, like, it's so interesting. Wait, so, so when you're shifting, do you go from, like, dreaming to a normal state, and then back and forth, like, instantly, or, or does it take some kind of, like, preparation, I think it has to take some kind of preparation. So, like I'm so like you, you think these these are kind of the same where you you don't really have ultimate control over what happens, but you can still you know like sort of move yourself in your dream and and have control over some things, right? Yeah, I'm guessing so. Oh, it's okay. really cool. <laughs> so 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 like, what are do you know any like benefits to it? Like, um, lucid dreaming, like what it can do for your mental health or. I mean, you know, off the top of my head, I'm guessing that well, I feel like I feel like it's a little um risky in a sense. Okay. Um, but I mean, I don't really know. Like I feel like they could just cause like a lot of like sleep issues and stuff like that because yeah. like when you think about it, you're conscious during your dream. Mm. But like are you not asleep? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? I'm, that, that's what so, I was really curious about. Like, 
are you getting the pro- like is that proper sleep yeah is it like you're supposed to have like you know good good amounts of sleep like you know eight hours a day but is this considered like actually sleeping or is this considered conscious that's what i think is really confusing about it yeah because like you have different sleep stages so you have four so you have stage one um which is non-rapid eye movement you have stage two non-rapid eye movement stage three which is also non-rapid eye movement and then you have stage four which is rapid eye movement movement sleep it's basically when like your eyes will like move like side to side like super quick. Your brain waves will change. I think it's in delta waves, but I'm not completely sure. Um, and so you, when you lucid dream, you're in um, REM. So you're in your um, rapid eye movement stage, which is your dream stage of sleep. You know. Okay. And 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 I want to go back to what we said about like the like how to do this. Like, is there are there like techniques? Are there, is there certain things you have to do? Is there, do you have to be in a certain state of mind in order to be able to like accomplish a proper lucid dream? Yeah. Like you have to like, um, you have to like believe that you can, you know? Cause mm-hmm. I feel like, like just something that's just like in general, I feel like is that your mind, the way our brain works is that if you genuinely believe that you can do something, your brain will, you know, make your body do it like, if it's, that makes it's, sense that's what i learned in psychology and so it's not just something you know theoretical it's when like you believe it, that something can happen like in within you like it's gonna happen you know and so i feel that like lucid dreaming like you have to believe you know okay. so i think you just have to like have that state of mind that it, it it's gonna happen it can happen but i'm sure it takes you know a lot of practice so a certain kind of like manifestation like yeah just believing that you're able to um be in this kind of state of mind and that it's possible yeah. and then sort of pushing your mind to do that and, mm-hmm. and in alignment with your body okay that's interesting because i feel like i feel like it might be useful in in some cases like if someone's having really like if someone's unable to sleep right Mm-hmm. and they 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 just have like really bad bad sleep issues i feel like you could um in in some terms like you know overcome some kind of like nightmares or or it could help you know heal your body or, or some kind of state of mind where you're not really sleeping but you're not really conscious and you're still receiving the proper like necessities i, I don't know if that makes sense but i feel like that's kind of possible with this yeah, I get that. I mean, I don't know. I feel like lucid dreaming is like is more prone to, you know, interrupting sleep rather than being okay. a benefit to it. Just because like you're like since you're conscious, conscience, uh, conscious. Oh my gosh, I cannot talk. Um, you know, during REM, which is like extremely important um, to the sleep cycle, I feel like it's more. Um, of a interruption rather than a benefit personally but i mean i'm sure there are like you know a few benefits to it in a sense okay cool all right well i want to see how how this is like sort of similar in any way to Mm -hmm. like sleepwalking because sleepwalking i have like seen personally and it doesn't the way okay so the way i've i've seen it and i can describe it is that sleepwalking is kind of like you're you're awake like yeah or it looks like you're awake but like you're just in a different state of mind when i because when i saw my my brother doing it Mm -hmm. he was 
he was awake and this only happened like one time he was yeah. he was awake and his eyes were open but it was like it was sort of like a zombie state where where it, his brain wasn't actively functioning like a normal human's would it, it was mm-hmm. just like all over the place and, and he wasn't really talking he just like walked out and then came back in so so what are the similarities between like sleepwalking and like lucid dreaming because i know there's some differences but there's also some some commonality well well sleepwalking usually it happens in non-rem sleep so that's when you're not dreaming because when you are in rem your body becomes paralyzed so you won't be able to act out those dreams so in regards to sleepwalking i'm not sure if there are many similarities between lucid dreaming because when you're when you are in lucid dreaming you're in that rem dream stage so you're going to be paralyzed like your body just naturally paralyzes itself in order for you to not act them out but you know when you're sleepwalking you are not in dream in your dream stage you know because you your body does that so like i said before like you won't act your dreams out and you know for you to be sleepwalking like I don't. I just don't think they're similar in a sense. They could be, but. All right. What do you think? Yeah. Um. Like, how do you? Think it works. Like, just sleepwalking as opposed to just normal dreaming. Well, sleepwalking, like I said, like it's in a different stage. So I mean, I, like, I guess, like, I don't know, honestly, <laughs> like. Because, I mean, they're in a different stage, so I, I don't really know what to compare it to because dreaming is like, you know, you're, you know, your body's paralyzed and, you know, you're in, um, you know, stage four and all that stuff. But when you're sleepwalking, you're in stage three and like your your body isn't paralyzed, like you have different brain waves going on and all okay. that stuff. So, yeah, because I just wanted to get some information as to like how this is possible, how to, how you can like not be fully conscious yet your body can move yeah. so so is it, it just has to do with the state of mind that you're at and your ability like and also how is it possible for you to like because because we we subconsciously like move our legs right so we yeah. walk and and we don't really think about like oh, I'm putting my right foot in front of my left and then I'm putting my left foot in front of my right. Like, you don't really think about it that way. It just subconsciously happens. So is that sort of similar to how sleepwalking occurs where like, you're, like the person's not actually thinking about walking or that they're awake? They're just doing it all subconsciously. If I were to make, you know, a guess... I feel like it's more so subconsciously because you're not technically conscious anyways. Um, so I feel like it's something more subconscious. Subconscious. Okay, got you. I I also don't really know, like, is, is it similar to lucid dreaming and, and what you said, like it's kind of not great for your like sleeping habits or is it something that's perfectly healthy and, you know, is okay? I mean, there are many causes, like, for sleepwalking, so that could be, like, hereditary or, you know, interrupted sleep or just, un- you know, like, like lack of sleep and stuff like that. And, like, they're pretty, it's pretty common, like, in children especially, so it can be harmless, but, like, if, you know, injuries can occur, if that makes sense. Like, if you're just walking and, like, you hit a wall you know? <laughs> so, I mean, like, you can get injured, but I think that it's 
pretty much normal. Um, and and are these things because you mentioned that they're hereditary? Is it mm-hmm. also possible to like train your body to sleepwalk, just like you can train your body to lucid dream, or is that like not possible? I feel like, um, I mean, I like if I were to guess, I. T- don't really think you could train your body but I could be totally wrong because like sometimes I see stuff and I'm like how is this possible but it is so I'm not sure but yeah I'm just curious because I don't really understand how how like these things can occur and you Mm -hmm. can still be like your part of your mind is is not completely there and so I'm just thinking like just based off of an educated guess that that the person is is unconsciously walking just as they would do in real life but they're also in like you said that third stage to the point mm-hmm. where that they can they can still move around mm-hmm. and there's and they're in a dreaming state so i think it's a combination of both like the way your brain patterns work and yeah. also how you and and also the state of mind that you're at mm-hmm. so that's that's interesting uh i mm-hmm. want to get into um the last one which is sleep paralysis how is sleep paralysis like different from from the other two we just talked about sleepwalking and lucid dreaming well sleep paralysis um is you know it's in the last stage so in REM sleep that's deep sleep and that's basically when your body like you temporarily cannot move or speak um whether you are falling asleep or waking up so it can like normally it like a lot of risk factors includes narcolepsy um and like if you don't you know lack of sleep and stuff like that um and usually it lasts for about like one or two minutes but I've heard people who's had it for like 10 minutes and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, but I think it usually it, it normally does happen within like people who don't have um, the best sleep schedule. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So what are the type of things that can occur during sleep paralysis? Because I've heard um, like sleep paralysis demon and like voices. And like so, so what are the what are the most common types of sleep paralysis? I've actually heard the same exact thing, and I have friends who have had those, um, um, you know, experiences. However, I, uh, when I took AP Psychology last year, I actually asked my teacher about that because he said that when you are in sleep paralysis, you like, you're you're not dreaming. You know, it's not a dream that you were having before. Like you're awake. It's just that your body is still, um, you know, in dream like dream in your dream stage so you technically don't see anything so from what i understood is that i'm guessing that you know these like demons and like the voices are just hallucinations because you know technically you don't see them from what my uh professor told me he told me that you know you don't see these things they're not there and like although they seem you know very real and stuff like that they're not actually there it's just your mind making it up you know what I'm saying? Or... Oh, yeah. Yeah. So so that's, I feel like kind of knew that, that that these things aren't real. Like, I don't think people are, like, actually actively whispering in your ear. But no, of I, course. I don't understand how, well, I mean, it's interesting because you can, you can still be, like, awake, but then have these hallucinations. So what, if you know, 
what is causing these kinds of hallucinations to happen, even though you're still awake? So because technically the way you described it was that you can be in your you're in your your uh, uh, stage stage four, like what was it four when you're like not you actively can't move. Um, yeah. But but your mind is conscious. So how do these two things correlate to to make these hallucinations occur? Okay, there's some there's a neurotransmitter called acetylcholine. It it helps with um sleep and such. So uh, maybe it's just something with like the acetylcholine, but if I had to make a guess, I think it'd be something like that because I don't know what would cause like these hallucinations like, you know, if it's not something biological. And and speaking about biological, can these these also be hereditary or does it just happen? Uh, based off of just the kind of the sleeping state that you're in? Um, I think it's more so about, you know, um, like sleeping habits. I'm not completely sure if it can be hereditary. I'm sure it can, but um, I think it's more so about sleeping habits. Mm. Mm. Okay. So, so I know we're only going to talk about three, but I really am curious about like the astro projection thing. So if, I don't know, like, just explain, like, like, first of all, what is astral projection? I have absolutely no idea what astral projection is. I have never heard of that. <laughs> so I was, like... <laughs> so I, was, I was doing like research on, on all of these things. And I, I found, um, well, I kind of already knew what it was. I just didn't know it in detail, like yeah. astral projection or, or the ability to like, move yourself to different places but not your body but your like your mind it sounds so crazy but yeah people literally claim that that they've done this and i i was just wondering like is that is that possible like is your is your mind able to move to another location maybe that you've already been to so like you you're just able to recognize every single like part of that but not necessarily be there at the same time um well i mean like scientifically i don't know (laughs) but i don't honestly this is really interesting i don't think i've ever heard astral protection like i've seen it but i have never you know like done much research on it and stuff like that but you know, thinking about it in scientific terms, I don't know if that's possible. However, I feel like, you know, manifestation-wise, it, you know, could be. Got you. So, like, because I, I know it's very similar to lucid dreaming where it's an out-of-body experience. You're not, mm-hmm. your, your mind and your body are not actively like, connected. Yeah. So, so you're able to move your mind into different spaces while keeping your body in one. And I, I just, I don't know how, how that would, how that would work. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I've honestly, I don't know. I mean, I'm open, but like, I feel like, you know, thinking about it just without any background info on it, like for myself, like, I feel as if like, 
it just kind of sounds like a like a state of mind in a sense like I don't know I mean obviously I don't know if that's you know possible or not but when thinking about it like you know not having done like any research or anything on it myself I feel like you know what it sounds like is just like a state of mind you know like um like something with like long-term memory or something to do with memory and stuff because I don't know it kind of sounds a little a little yeah yeah it's because because the way I saw it was like um when when people meditate Mm -hmm. you you know how people have talked about like having these like out-of-body experiences when they're meditating they literally like lift from their body like apparently apparently that's what the concept of astral projection is like literally mm-hmm. outer body in. and some people have said they've been able to like look at themselves sleep like watch them their own body sleep while they are out of- i don't even know but it's really crazy and i hope that i can learn more about it because it's yeah i mean now that you're saying that i feel like because the the whole like you know people watching themselves sleep not sleeping on that and all that um i feel like honestly i you know i don't know enough about it to you know give my true opinion however maybe like you know it could be a thing because like low-key like when i because i had a seizure when i was seven and i like i obviously i don't remember anything but i have this specific memory of me and i like see myself in third person and i'm having the seizure but i don't remember anything i blacked out um so like i mean i could kind of understand that kind of out of yeah body, like experience where you're not actively you're not, act- yeah. you're not actively like awake but you can still see yourself yeah exactly yeah okay and then and then I've also heard since we were talking about just like meditation in general, mm-hmm. like of these like the crystals and and all those things that have to do with meditation, like having yeah. these balls or whatever like that. How how are those like in the the state of mind that you're at during the meditation? You know, each crystal has a certain um, not job, but like a certain like thing to them if that makes sense so like for example i think amethyst helps with um like you know anxiety and stuff like that so i feel like by having that within a meditation session it just can kind of you know encourage um you know just some positive like energy and stuff like within that meditation session if that makes sense so you think that's another form of like manifestation like actively trying to believe that you can do it and therefore yeah your mind being able to do it so so like if someone has the thought that that um amethyst can can remove anxiety it's more likely to happen because their mind is believing it yeah got you so so like that's that's sort of like the beauty of of meditation is, Mm -hmm. is you believing that like you can change whatever position that you're in and then your mind um actively trying to to force your body to do that yeah 100 percent it's so interesting got you all right well interesting conversation we have to do something similar to this again where i'm super down (laughs) where where we can both like have i don't know a good idea of everything and then 
like come back to it and then say and like sort of finalize some of the things that we were talking about before because I think we we didn't get to answer a few of the questions that I still have Um, and I think there's this is still like like recent research like people are aren't really super sure about a lot of these things but Mm -hmm. I think I think we can do it I think we can like I think so Dude, too. Research where we. What if we like try it one day on the podcast? I'm most definitely down. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for talking with me about. This. Really appreciate it. Of course, we can obviously do this another time. Yeah, uh, of course. Where we're more knowledgeable, and then we can address some of the other things. But mm-hmm. yeah, thank you for having me. Of course, anytime. <laughs>